This is the Angry Movie Reviewer, and this is my Movie Madness podcast. And today, I'm going to be bringing you blow by blow and hit by hit of the new live action movie, The Lion King. So, that being said, fucking warning, spoilers ahead. Okay, so if you've seen The Lion King, you pretty much know what the live-action version is about. Now, I know there's going to be a shit ton of you out out there that are going to say, I don't know good movies when I see them. This was a fucking great movie. And you know what? You have a right to your opinion. I am not here to tell you you can't have an opinion. You have a right to your opinion when it comes to movies. For example, I got a friend, and I'm not going to name names, who like the Bollywood dumpster fire that is Aladdin. I fucking hated that movie. That was one of the worst movies they've made. It was a dumpster fire of a movie. And it looked straight out of Bollywood. And I hate Bollywood movies. It's nothing personal against the people who make them. I just don't like the budget. And I just don't like the way they make them out. But that's my opinion. And a minor gripe. Okay, as far as The Lion King goes. I mean... The only song that they got right was the opening song, Circle of Life. Everything else was trash. This fucking movie is just a shot by 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 shot shot, repeat of the animated film. If I wanted to watch the animated film, I have the entire fucking collection. For those of you that are wondering, I have Lion King. Lion King one and a half, Lion King Simba's Pride. I have the entire set. Anytime I want to go on a Lion King binge, I can sit my ass down, throw on the Lion King, and relive my nostalgia. Okay, and for those of you that are going to say, well, this Vato has nostalgia goggles on, and he's not going to give any new spin on any Disney classic a chance, you're fucking wrong fucking wrong. I love Beauty and the Beast. I love The Jungle Book. The Jungle Book is one of my oh, and anybody that knows me, I have the animated Jungle Book movies 1 and 2 and I love the live action Jungle Book. That was one of my favorite Disney movies. I love Beauty and the Beast. I don't care if people didn't like it. You have a right to your opinion. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of live action movies they've made I enjoyed. Dumbo, I saw about five or ten minutes of it, and they got the story right. I'll say that. I'm not really going to say nothing else because I'm not a person that can comment on that movie because I didn't see the whole thing. But from what I saw, I liked And I'm a huge Disney movie fan. I saw Pete Dragon, I loved it. You know. The list goes on. I've seen all these live-action Disney movies. And I must say, I enjoy them. But as far as Lion King goes, what they did wrong was, one, the cast. Except for James Earl Jones, everybody else sucked. 
the character didn't fit the voice. I'm just saying. That's, again, this is coming from one person's opinion. The characters didn't fit the voices that were given to them. Number two, they breezed through so many of the songs and so many of the crucial moments of the film that it's like, you know what? We have a certain amount of time to work with these live action lions, live action hornbills, you name it. So let's get to the fucking point. And there you go. Like I said, the people who played the characters did terrible. Except for Seth Rogen and whoever played Timon. They're the only two that I enjoyed in this whole film. That is it. They're the they're the ones that made the film. Everyone else did a terrible job. If I'm being honest. The songs were terrible, except for Circle of Life. Every song was terrible. Even they fucked up Be Prepared. They fucked it up. It was like the actor playing Scar was reading out the cue card. He got lost. Couldn't remember what to say, so he just started talking. Talk singing. Like he was doing karaoke. Instead of actually singing. If that's at all possible. Well, in a way, they made that happen. Talk singing. That's a new word. Talk singing. It's where you're supposed to be singing a song, but it sounds like you're talking. So, put that image in your head. And imagine the guy playing Scar. Doing Be Prepared. In that way. And you got a picture of pretty much what happened there was no scene of Rafiki conking Simba on the head with a stick and saying it's in the past and Simba saying but it still hurts nope let's just skip that and let's just jump right into Simba seeing a cloud no Mufasa that was a voice that was clouds there was a voice, there was a thunderstorm. No Mufasa. The closest thing we got to see in that scene where Simba sees Mufasa in the sky of Mufasa is when he looked at the reflection in the water and that was about it. Other than that, we got a goose egg. We got just a fucking cloud floating in the air with the voice of James Earl Jones. That's it. You didn't get nothing else. Just a cloud. And James Earl Jones' voice playing Mufasa. That's it. Again, you didn't get nothing else, so they fucked you right there. They fucked you on the scene where Simba conked, where Rafiki conked Simba. Simba takes a stick from him. They fucked you right there. They fucked over the part where Nala meets Simba. And where they didn't recognize each other. Nope. Just to have it go straight to Simba saying Nala. And Nala saying Simba. Like 
they were only separated for like two minutes and they rejoined one another as older lions. If that's at all possible. Timon and Pumbaa did the voice actors, which Seth Rogen for Pumbaa did excellent. The guy for Timon did excellent. Their songs felt rushed, but at least they got the songs right. You could tell Seth Rogen and whoever played Timon were into it. Everything else was glossed over and rushed. Oh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. They even cut out the part where Timon dresses up in a hula skirt and starts dancing for the lions. They cut that out. They cut out the scene where Zazu is singing about the lovely coconuts. They did a lot of damage to the movie. They butchered it. It should have been perfect. I mean, Disney had so much to fucking work with, and they fucking ruined it. I mean, they fucking butchered a classic. The sad part about it is, people are going to see this shit. They're kids are gonna see this shit and applaud Disney for it and ask for more. This shit got me worried about any other live action film that Disney's gonna make from this point on because they fucked it up and they fucked it up bad. I mean bad. The only parts that were there that felt like The Lion King is when the hyenas killed Scar. Which if you've seen The Lion King you know that wasn't there. I did like that they went more in depth with Simba battling the hyenas and Nala battling the hyenas. I did like that. I did like that they showed they went more in depth with Simba battling Scar. I thought that was cool. I did like that they added at the ending of the film when they're holding up Simba's daughter that Pumbaa had kids as well as Simba. I thought that was cool. Other than that, if I'm going to be honest with you guys, this film is trash. It's a dumpster fire and a train wreck. You're better off watching Crawl. Crawl, I enjoyed. And you know what? Crawl should have been what The Lion King turned out to be. Crawl should have been a dumpster fire of a film. But no. Crawl was the better film. Lion King was a dumpster fire. Lion King. And yes, you're hearing those words from my mouth. Lion King was a dumpster fire of a film. It was terrible. And I never thought in a million years and I'm the bigger, biggest Lion King man, bigger than any movie we've ever seen. That I would say that, or that those words would come out of my fucking mouth. But they are. That film was trash. It was garbage. So, that film was garbage. I don't know how else to describe it to you. It's like. 
an executive head at Disney had an idea. And they went to the people who make the films, the directors, the writers, EX, and told them, this is my vision for The Lion King. And somebody got a hold of the, got a hold of what they wrote and said did a little checklist, a little scribbling, if you would. Let's take this out. Let's take that out. Let's pull this. Let's pull that. I don't think that's going to fit. This ain't going to work. You can do better than that. Oh, okay, now now the script's perfect. Let's suck out all the enjoyment and all the fun of the original film. And let's just leave all the rest of the garbage in. It's like, the best way to put this, the desolation of smog without the desolation of smog. If that gives you more or less a visual of what I'm talking about. Let me explain. It's like you walk into a desolation of smog. I love that movie. And you, you go in, half caught, expecting to see smog get desolated. Alright? You following me? But what you get is the end product you get is smog sitting around a table with the hobbits and dwarves smoking a stogie talking about what they did in the past. Picking up what I'm putting down so far. Yeah. That's what you got with the Lion King. If that analogy I just threw out there makes any sense to you, visualize that but with the Lion King. And you'll then you'll realize how terrible the Lion King was. And I'm not a spoiled person. I'm not someone that you can accuse that I'm picky of what I like and I don't know good films when I see them. Not true. Not true. There's plenty of great films I love. I love. You know what? I'll go there. I like Hairspray. I like Dirty Dancing. I like Footloose. I didn't mind Flashdance. I don't mind the Step Up movies. All of them. They're not all they're not the best films out there, but I enjoyed the step up movies. I've seen Stomp the Yard. I like Biker Boys. I like You Got Served. And the list goes on. You know the type of person, more or less, by the films I just threw out that I am. I'll go as far you wouldn't call me the angry movie reviewer. And my hashtag wouldn't be, I sit through shit so you don't have to for uh, for nothing. 
I honestly do sit through shit so you don't have to. I mean, how many of you all, show of hands, you know, in the comments section, how many of you all actually sat through Gemini Holograms just so that way you can review it for your friends and warn your friends not to go to it? Be honest. How many of you all have Gemini Holograms in your collection just for that? reason to warn people not to watch it and I mean let's be real I think I'm the only person in America who has the only copy of Jim and the Holograms on DVD if we're being honest I think I'm the only person that has it if I'm being honest I don't think anybody went out and bought Gem and the Holograms. I really don't. I don't think anybody went out and bought Gem and the Holograms. I think the only people who went out and bought Gem and the Holograms were the people that didn't know what they were getting into. That really went in blind. That really did a blind buy. They heard of the cartoon. They saw the title. And they figured, what the fuck? They made a movie uh, about Gem and the Holograms. How bad could it be? I think I'll buy it and check it out. And then what they got was a piece of shit wrapped in a nice bow on a stick. If I'm being honest. I think that's what happened with Gem and the Holograms. Same thing with Jupiter Ascending. Now, Jupiter Ascending... I'll give the Wachowskis that. They made a visually fucking stunning film that I enjoyed. Not too many people liked it. But for me, it's a guilty pleasure that I whip out every now and again. And I will openly admit, because I'm not ashamed to, that I watch. Stardust was another one. I know some people liked it. Other people hated it. I'm one of the minorities that did enjoy it. I didn't find nothing wrong with it. I thought them casting Michelle Pfeiffer was fantastic. Robert De Niro was fantastic. I didn't find nothing wrong with the film. I thoroughly enjoy it and I own it. After Earth, I hate Jaden Smith with a passion. I can't stand him. I think his acting fucking sucks. I did like him in the Kung Fu Kid, though. And I did like his interaction with Jackie Chan, if I'm going to be honest. Other than that, I hated the fucking dude. Now, this is going to hurt my stomach. It really is, and it's going to fucking hurt me admitting this. But after... Earth was a better film than The Lion King. And that should say something to you. When a guy like myself who sits through shit so you don't have to openly admits After Earth was a better film than The Lion King, you know something's wrong. I'll go there. And that's because it's been rated 
one of the worst films of all times, and I don't think anybody actually owns it. Battlefield Earth. And these guys were fucking Klingons with stilettos. Was a better film than The Lion King live action. The Book of Mormon movie was a better movie than The Lion King live action. You know what? And that's because I hate Kellen Lutz. But the legend of her Hercules was a better movie than the Lion King live action. And I'll go there. Gods of Egypt was a better movie than the Lion King live action. And I know many of you all automatically hate Gods of Egypt. I didn't hate it. Again, that's in my guilty pleasures category. I like it for a different reason. I didn't really find nothing wrong with it. Could have been so much better. And it could have been a stronger film. I'll admit that. But guilty pleasure wise. I find enjoyment in it. It's something that. I thoroughly enjoy. Now. Back to the Lion King live action. I'm going to be honest with you right here. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I give this film. A D plus. I give it a D plus because even though it's such a travesty and such garbage, they did leave in a few scenes that were straight out of the original that I did enjoy. One, Rafiki doing karate with that stick, whooping the hyena ass. And two, with Timon and, with Timon and Pumbaa, basically. Any scene with Timon and Puma in it. Other than that, skip it. Do yourself a favor and don't give Disney your money anymore until they get better at what they're doing. But that's why I sit through shit so you don't have to. So that way you don't have to make your eyes bleed. But. I'm me, you're you, and this has been the My Movie Madness Podcast. I'm out. Okay, so this is the Angry Movie Reviewer, and this is my Movie Madness Podcast. Today, I wanted to do a podcast on the movie... Escape Plan 3 or Escape Plan The Extractors. I was asked recently what my thoughts were on the movie. And I'm going to give it to you all straight. What I think about Escape Plan The Extractors is it's very, 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 very low budget. I enjoyed the first two, Escape Plan and escape plan Hades. I know some people were have been telling me Sly didn't like escape plan Hades. I mean, I kind of understand where he's coming from. He wasn't in the movie that much. And I know that there's people out there who enjoyed escape plan the extractors. But honestly, I didn't. I thought the movie was terrible. 
It's not Gem in the Holograms awful. But it's not uh, worth a buy, if you get what I'm saying. Those of you that are going to be like, well, screw what this dude says. We're going to do what we want, and we're going to go out and buy it. That's all fine and good. I'm not telling you, you can't make your own decisions, and you can't go out and buy the movie. If you really must see it, and you really want to buy it, then by all means, by all means, go out and do it. That's all. That's what I am saying. By all means, I wouldn't recommend it personally, but if it's in your budget and you want it, then do what you got. Do what you got to do. Do what you're gonna do. Me personally, I would save my money for Alita, Battle Angel, or Shazam. But. That's me. I'm going to be honest. Um, you're probably wondering yourself, yourself. You're probably asking yourself. Well then, how can this dude talk about the movie if he's saying not to buy it? Many of you all that already know me and know what I talk about. Know I pick up movies on a whim sometimes. Just so that way I can have them. And that's what I did here. I don't know if the movie's on Netflix or not. I did a blind buy. And I went to Best Buy. Of course, the dumbass at Best Buy didn't uh, know how to fucking uh, look for the movie. I found it myself. So he went and... So I went and I, I found it and I bought it. I didn't think too much of it. I thought it was going to be good. And for the most part... The beginning of the movie was fine. It picked up where two left off. So the beginning of the movie was fine. But then as you start getting more and more and more into the movie. You start seeing the budget dwindle and dwindle and dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. And And then you start telling yourself. Now I know why. They can't. Put these in theaters. And I hate saying this, because I know he was part of a plot point in the first movie. But yes, Arnold is sorely missed in the Escape Plan films. Batista's doing fine. Leave him alone. 50 Cent is doing good too. But bring back Arnold to compliment Sly and the film will be perfect. Again, I get it. He was just a plot point for the first film. He had information that Sly needed and his daughter, uh, Arnold's daughter, wanted him extracted. So they went in a prison and got him out. I can dig that. But I honestly can't recommend to you all my podcast base for you all to go pick up this monstrosity. Pick it up on your own. If you must. 
But I wouldn't recommend you do it. Honestly, I wouldn't even recommend you spend a fucking dollar at Redbox renting it. This is what I say. Okay? Look for something on TV. And if you absolutely, positively can't find nothing on TV to watch and Escape Plan, The Extractors is on sci-fi, then by all means, watch it. Any other way, you're gonna sorely regret your decision. If you rent it, you're gonna wish for your dollar back. If you buy it, you're gonna blow $18 on garbage. On the bright side, while I was picking up Escape Plan the Extractors. I did come across something that made me very happy. I came across the complete collection of Chippendales Rescue Rangers, which I've been looking for, and the complete collection of Goof Troop. Now I know many of my fan base probably are at that age where they don't watch Disney or they didn't watch the Disney Adventures in the afternoon and that's fine but for those of you that know what I'm talking about and for those of you that like those two tunes you can check it off your bucket list and you can go pick it up for $15 at Best Buy if you have a Best Buy in your town or wherever you buy your movies at I'm sure Walmart. I'm sure Walmart will carry it. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm they. I'm pretty positive they should have it. And I mean, and it's worth it, and it's complete. Just like they released a complete set of Ducktales. So it's something that you definitely don't want to pass up. If you have a chance to have it, you should definitely get it. And if you were into the cartoon. I also picked up the Hitman's Bodyguard. I got that on the cheap. Got that for 10 bucks, which isn't too bad. If you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds and you're a fan of Selma Hayek and Samuel L. Jackson and this movie's right up your alley. I know it's an older movie and I should have already had it by now, but every time I went to go get it, they were always sold out, so I just picked it up recently. Also came across um, Ink Heart and Break In, and I also came uh, came up on Step Up All In. Now, for the record, Step Up All In, that's uh, a judgmental film. It's basically up to you if you see it or not. You don't have to. If you've never seen a Step Up movie in your life, then you're not missing nothing. But if you've seen, for those of you that have seen the Step Up movies and that enjoy them, 
it's pretty good. It's worth the watch. A lot of the people from Step Up 2, which I enjoyed personally, come back. Um, Ink Heart, I mean, that's an older film. So I'm sure many of you all know it. It's a Brandon Fraser film. And it's pretty good. It's no, it's no never-ending story. But it does come close. It does. It's alright for what it is. It's not too bad. Um, break in. Gabriella Union looks good as always. But I'm going to be honest. It was one of those films that flew under the radar. I never really got a chance to see it at the theater. I ended up watching it on cable one night when it was late and I was coming in from my cousins and I needed something to watch. I thought it was okay. It a lot of people say that there's other movies that are better than that. And for the most part that's true. That is true. There's other movies that are better than Break In. To me Break In was like a knockoff of Hostage with Bruce Willis where he has to rescue the kids and get them out before they get killed it's the same thing here these people break into her house which is fortified she gets locked out her kids are in there with the bad guys and she's trying to break in and save the kids uh if you want my honest opinion, I'll give it a three out of four, three out of five stars. The reason I give it three out of five stars is because for everything good with the film, that you'll find something bad about the film. If you get what I'm saying, or if you pick up what I'm putting down, it's the type of film that. You're either going to really, really enjoy and not care what anybody says and you're going to watch it for yourself or you're going to listen to what the critics got to say and you're going to skip it or you're going to take it at face value. Because, I mean, there's a lot of shit that she does that if you can turn off your brain for a few seconds and just sit back and enjoy what you're watching, then you'll be fine. It's like that with a lot of these films nowadays. And I've noticed a trend. You know, you really got to turn off your brain and sit back and just take it for what it is. Either a mindless action romp or a stupid comedy. Currently, the noise you're hearing is because I'm watching The Hitman's Bodyguard. See, now, they don't make films like this anymore. I'll be honest. It's films like this that are missed. I I know, many of you all out there probably enjoyed Skyscraper, um, San Andreas, or Rampage. I did too. I have no beef with those films. Those films were great films. I enjoyed them. Skyscraper was okay for what it was. It was like a diehard knockoff with a lot. San Andreas was just another action film to me. 
It was just there. It was like a blink and you miss type deal. I mean, there's so many films out there that I have gotten that I should be reviewing or podcasting about, but I really don't have the time or the energy to be going through every damn film that I have to be telling you about them. I just know that when I personally pick up a film or buy a movie, I buy it not just to say I have it. I buy it because I've seen it. And somewhere, whether it be I saw it on cable or I saw it in theaters, I enjoyed it. So I had to have it. Now, there are exceptions to that rule. Perfect example, Escape Plan, The Extractors. I didn't enjoy it. I hadn't seen it and I didn't have to have it. But curiosity got the best of me. So I decided to give it a shot. I gambled, I lost. On to the next. You know, that's what I said. You live, you learn. Now, that's what I do. But you all personally, I wouldn't recommend it unless you really got money to do it. Me, I have extra money. After I pay my bills and I do my shit, I got money to do this stuff. If you don't have that extra funds laying around, then I wouldn't recommend doing it. If you get what I'm saying. I wouldn't recommend you do it unless you got extra funds and your bills have already been paid. But I'm not your parents and you all can do what you want. And in case, you know what? In case you all are wondering. Like what types of films I collect. I'll give you a little insight. If you were here right now in my apartment and you were looking at my film collection it would all depend on what you like if you like what I have for example I got films like Kick-Ass and then I got films like Legend with Tom Cruise I got films like Drive and Only the Strong but then I have films like Bloodsport and Kickboxer the original I have films like how to Train Your Dragon. I have all three. But then I got films like Kung Fu Panda, all three. You know. And people do ask me a lot what I consider rare. I mean, it just depends on you. I have a film like Guyver Dark Hero, which I know you can't find anywhere. And it's elusive. You have to find it online. But then again, I got... An animated series like Wildcats. So it all depends on you and on what you like, to be honest. Me, I like everything I have. 
I have no issues on that. The only thing that I know was a waste that I got, but I got it back when I was reviewing movies on YouTube. Somebody sent it to me, and I was so grateful to them. I got Gem and the Holograms. Now, that movie's subjective. Because it's the type of film you're either going to really love or you're really going to hate. Me, I'm on the fence. Because I know it wasn't made for a person like me. Gem and the Holograms was made for millennials now. It wasn't made for people from back then. When you watch the film, yeah, you're going to tell yourself this has nothing to do with Gem and the Holograms. The animated series, which I own. You're gonna say they missed the mark on this one, which is true. I do agree, they missed the mark on that film. At the same time, if you take off your nostalgia goggles and you sit back and you really look at it, you're gonna notice that film wasn't made for people like us who have seen the original animated series and who love it. It's more made for millennials. If we're being honest. It's just like. Watching. I'm going to be honest. Watching. um, Dungeons and Dragons the movie. That was a 90's. You could tell just by watching. It was 90's fodder. It was made for the action junkie of back then. It wasn't made for someone now. A millennial now. Millennial now ain't gonna like it. They're gonna be like, what the fuck is this garbage? But people like us who were around back then for it when it first came out, we got excited. And we saw it. You know, we were happy about it. But yeah, you know, that's the whole point of this. The whole point back to it of this blog and this podcast is don't pick up the extractors unless you really must see it and it's on a bucket list of yours, which I seriously doubt. Wait till it goes to sci-fi and you'll be none the wiser. I'm me, you're you, and I'm out. Okay, so this is the Angry Movie Reviewer, and this is my Movie Madness podcast. Today, I wanted to do a podcast on the movie... Escape Plan 3 or Escape Plan The Extractors. I was asked recently what my thoughts were on the movie. And I'm going to give it to you all straight. What I think about Escape Plan The Extractors is it's very, 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 very low budget. I enjoyed the first two, Escape Plan and escape plan Hades. I know some people were have been telling me Sly didn't like escape plan Hades. I mean, I kind of understand where he's coming from. He wasn't in the movie that much. And I know that there's people out there 
who enjoyed Escape Plan The Extractors, but honestly I didn't. I thought the movie was terrible. It's not Gem and the Holograms awful, but it's not uh, worth a buy, if you get what I'm saying. Those of you that are going to be like, well, screw what this dude says. We're going to do what we want, and we're going to go out and buy it. That's all fine and good. I'm not telling you, you can't make your own decisions, and you can't go out and buy the movie. If you really must see it, and you really want to buy it, then by all means, by all means, go out and do it. That's all. That's what I am saying. By all means, I wouldn't recommend it personally, but if it's in your budget and you want it, then do what you got. Do what you got to do. Do what you're gonna do. Me personally, I would save my money for a leader battle angel or Shazam, but. That's me. I'm going to be honest. Um, you're probably wondering yourself, yourself. You're probably asking yourself. Well then. How can this dude talk about the movie. If he's saying not to buy it. Many of you all that already know me. And know what I talk about. Know I pick up. Movies on a whim sometimes. Just so that way I can have them. And that's what I did here. I don't know if the movie's on Netflix or not. I did a blind buy. And I went to Best Buy. Of course, the dumbass at Best Buy didn't uh, know how to fucking uh, look for the movie. I found it myself. So he went and... So I went and I, I found it and I bought it. I didn't think too much of it. I thought it was going to be good. And for the most part... The beginning of the movie was fine. It picked up where two left off. So the beginning of the movie was fine. But then as you start getting more and more and more into the movie. You start seeing the budget dwindle and dwindle and dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. And then you start telling yourself. Now I know why. They can't. Put these in theaters. And I hate saying this, because I know he was part of a plot point in the first movie. But yes, Arnold is sorely missed in the Escape Plan films. Batista's doing fine. Leave him alone. 50 Cent is doing good too. But bring back Arnold to compliment Sly and the film will be perfect. Again, I get it. He was just a plot point for the first film. He had information that Sly needed. And his daughter. uh, Arnold's daughter wanted him extracted. So they went in a prison and got him out. I can dig that. But I honestly can't recommend. To you all. My. Podcast base. For you all to go pick up. This monstrosity. Pick it up. On your own. 
if you must. But I wouldn't recommend you do it. Honestly, I wouldn't even recommend you spend a fucking dollar at Redbox renting it. This is what I say. Okay? Look for something on TV. And if you absolutely, positively can't find nothing on TV to watch and Escape Plan, The Extractors is on sci-fi, then by all means, watch it. Cause any other way, you're gonna sorely regret your decision. If you rent it, you're gonna wish for your dollar back. If you buy it, you're gonna blow $18 on garbage. On the bright side, while I was picking up Escape Plan the Extractors, I did come across something that made me very happy. I came across the complete collection of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, which I've been looking for, and the complete collection of Goof Troop. Now I know, many of my fan base probably are at that age where they don't watch Disney, or they didn't watch the Disney Adventures in the afternoon. And that's fine. But for those of you that know what I'm talking about. And for those of you that like. Those two tunes. You can check it off your bucket list. And you can go pick it up. For $15 at Best Buy. If you have a Best Buy in your town. Or wherever you buy your movies at. I'm sure Walmart. I'm sure Walmart will carry it. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm they. I'm pretty positive they should have it. And I mean, and it's worth it, and it's complete. Just like they released a complete set of Ducktales. So it's something that you definitely don't want to pass up. If you have a chance to have it, you should definitely get it. And if you were into the cartoon. I also picked up the Hitman's Bodyguard. I got that on the cheap. Got that for 10 bucks, which isn't too bad. If you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds and you're a fan of Selma Hayek and Samuel L. Jackson and this movie's right up your alley. I know it's an older movie and I should have already had it by now, but every time I went to go get it, they were always sold out, so I just picked it up recently. Also came across um, Ink Heart and Break In, and I also came uh, came up on Step Up All In. Now, for the record, Step Up All In, that's uh, a judgmental film. It's basically up to you if you see it or not. You don't have to. If you've never seen a Step Up movie in your life, then you're not missing nothing. 
But if you've seen, for those of you that have seen the Step Up movies and that enjoy them, it's pretty good. It's worth the watch. A lot of the people from Step Up 2, which I enjoyed personally, come back. Um, Inkheart, I mean, that's an older film. So I'm sure many of you all know it. It's a Brendan Fraser film. And it's pretty good. It's no, it's no never-ending story. But it does come close. It does. It's alright for what it is. It's not too bad. Um, break in. Gabriella Union looks good as always. But I'm going to be honest. It was one of those films that flew under the radar. I never really got a chance to see it at the theater. I ended up watching it on cable one night when it was late and I was coming in from my cousins and I needed something to watch I thought it was okay it a lot of people say that there's other movies that are better than that and for the most part that's true that is true there's other movies that are better than break in to me break in was like a knockoff of hostage with Bruce Willis where he has to rescue the kids and get them out before they get killed. It's the same thing here. These people break into her house, which is fortified. She gets locked out. Her kids are in there with the uh, bad guys and she's trying to break in and save the kids. Uh if you want my honest opinion, I'll give it a three out of four, three out of five stars. The reason I give it three out of five stars is because for everything good with the film, that you'll find something bad about the film. If you get what I'm saying, or if you pick up what I'm putting down, it's the type of film that. You're either going to really, really enjoy and not care what anybody says and you're going to watch it for yourself or you're going to listen to what the critics got to say and you're going to skip it or you're going to take it at face value. Because, I mean, there's a lot of shit that she does that if you could turn off your brain for a few seconds and just sit back and enjoy what you're watching, then you'll be fine. It's like that with a lot of these films nowadays. And I've noticed a trend. You know, you really got to turn off your brain and sit back and just take it for what it is. Either a mindless action romp or a stupid comedy. Currently, the noise you're hearing is because I'm watching The Hitman's Bodyguard. See, now, they don't make films like this anymore. I'll be honest. It's films like this that are missed. I I know, many of you all out there probably enjoyed Skyscraper, um, San Andreas, or Rampage. I did too. I have no beef with those films. Those films were great films. I enjoyed them. Skyscraper was okay for what it was. It was like a diehard knockoff with a lot. 
San Andreas was just another action film to me. It was just there. It was like a blink and you miss type deal. I mean, there's so many films out there that I have gotten that I should be reviewing or podcasting about, but I really don't have, uh, have the time or the energy to be going through every damn film that I have to be telling you about them. I ju- just know that when I personally pick up a film or buy a movie, I buy it not just to say I have it, I buy it because I've seen it and somewhere, I'll, whether it be I saw it on cable or I saw it in theaters, I enjoyed it, so I had to have it. Now, there are exceptions to that rule. Perfect example, Escape Plan The Extractors. I didn't enjoy it. I hadn't seen it, and I didn't have to have it. But, curiosity got the best of me. So I decided to give it a shot. I gambled. I lost. On to the next. You know, that's what I say. You live, you learn. Now. That's what I do. But you all personally... I wouldn't recommend it unless you really got money to do it. Me, I have extra money. After I pay my bills and I do my shit, I got money to do this stuff. If you don't have that extra funds laying around, then I wouldn't recommend doing it. If you get what I'm saying. I wouldn't recommend you do it unless you got extra funds and your bills have already been paid. But I'm not your parents and you all can do what you want. And in case, you know what, in case you all are wondering, like what types of films I collect, I'll give you a little insight. If you were here right now in my apartment and you were looking at my film collection it would all depend on what you like if you like what I have for example I got films like Kick-Ass and then I got films like Legend with Tom Cruise I got films like Drive and Only the Strong but then I have films like Bloodsport and Kickboxer the original I have films like How to Train Your Dragon I have all three But then I got films like Kung Fu Panda, all three. You know. And people do ask me a lot what I consider rare. I mean, it just depends on you. I have a film like Guyver Dark Hero, which I know you can't find anywhere. And it's elusive, you have to find it online. But then again, I got an animated series like Wildcats. So it all depends on you and on what you like. 
to be honest. Me, I like everything I have. I have no issues on that. The only thing that I know was a waste that I got, but I got it back when I was reviewing movies on YouTube. Somebody sent it to me, and I was so grateful to them. I got Gem and the Holograms. Now, that movie's subjective. Because it's the type of film you're either going to really love or you're really going to hate. Me, I'm on the fence. Because I know it wasn't made for a person like me. Gem and the Holograms was made for millennials now. It wasn't made for people from back then. When you watch the film... Yeah, you're going to tell yourself this has nothing to do with Gem and the Holograms, the animated series, which I own. You're going to say they missed the mark on this one, which is true. I do agree. They missed the mark on that film. At the same time, if you take off your nostalgia goggles and you sit back and you really look at it, you're going to notice that film wasn't made for people like us. Who have seen the original animated series and who love it. It's more made for millennials. If we're being honest. It's just like. Watching. I'm going to be honest. Watching. um, Dungeons and Dragons the movie. That was a 90's. You could tell just by watching it was 90s fodder. It was made for the action junkie of back then. It wasn't made for someone now. A millennial now. Millennial now ain't gonna like it. They're gonna be like, what the fuck is this garbage? But people like us who were around back then for it when it first came out, we got excited. And we saw it. You know, we were happy about it. But yeah, you know, that's the whole point of this. The whole point back to it of this blog and this podcast is don't pick up the extractors unless you really must see it and it's on a bucket list of yours, which I seriously doubt. Wait till it goes to sci-fi and you'll be none the wiser. I'm me, you're you, and I'm out. This is the Angry Movie Reviewer, and this is my Movie Madness podcast. And today, I'm going to be bringing you blow by blow and hit by hit of the new live action movie, The Lion King. So, that being said, Fucking warning. Spoilers ahead. Okay, so if you've seen The Lion King, you pretty much know what the live-action version is about. Now, I know there's going to be a shit ton of you out out there that are going to say, I don't know good movies when I see them. This was a fucking great movie. And you know what? You have a right to your opinion I am not here to tell you you can't have an opinion you have a right to your opinion 
when it comes to movies. For example, I got a friend, and I'm not going to name names, who like the Bollywood dumpster fire that is Aladdin. I fucking hated that movie. That was one of the worst movies they've made. It was a dumpster fire of a movie, and it looked straight out of Bollywood, and I hate Bollywood movies. It's nothing personal against the people who make them. I just don't like the budget, and I just don't like the way they make them out. But that's my opinion and a minor gripe. Okay, as far as the Lion King goes, I mean, the only song that they got right was the opening song, Circle of Life. Everything else was trash. This fucking movie is just a shot by 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 shot repeat of the animated film. If I wanted to watch the animated film, I have the entire fucking collection. For those of you that are wondering, I have Lion King, Lion King One and a Half, Lion King Simba's Pride. I have the entire set. Anytime I want to go on a Lion King binge, I can sit my ass down throw on the Lion King and relive my nostalgia. Okay, and for those of you that are gonna say, well, this Vato has nostalgia goggles on and he's not gonna give any new spin on any Disney classic a chance, you're fucking wrong. Fucking wrong. I love Beauty and the Beast. I love The Jungle Book. The Jungle Book is one of my, and anybody that knows me, I have the animated Jungle Book movies 1 and 2, and I love the live action Jungle Book. That was one of my favorite Disney movies. I love Beauty and the Beast. I don't care if people didn't like it. You have a right to your opinion. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of live action movies they've made I enjoyed. Dumbo, I saw about 5 or 10 minutes of it. And they got the story right. I'll say that. I'm not really going to say nothing else. Because I'm not a person that can comment on that movie. Because I didn't see the whole thing. But from what I saw. I liked. And I'm a huge Disney movie fan. I saw Pete Dragon. I loved it. You know. The list goes on. I've seen all these live action Disney movies. And I must say. I enjoy them. But. As far as Lion King goes, what they did wrong was one, the cast. Except for James Earl Jones, everybody else sucked. The character didn't fit the voice. I'm just saying. That's, again, this is coming from one person's opinion. The characters didn't fit the voices that were given to them. Number two, they breezed through so many of the songs and so many of the crucial moments of the film that it's like, you know what? We have a certain amount of time to work with these live-action lions, live-action hornbills, you name it. So let's get to the fucking point. Um, There you go. like I said, the people who played the characters did terrible, except for Seth Rogen and whoever played Timon. They're the only two that I enjoyed. 
in this whole film. That is it. They're the they're the ones that made the film. Everyone else did a terrible job. If I'm being honest. The songs were terrible, except for Circle of Life. Every song was terrible. Even they fucked up Be Prepared. They fucked it up. It was like the actor playing Scar was reading off a cue card. He got lost. Couldn't remember what to say, so he just started talking. Talk singing. Like he was doing karaoke. Instead of actually singing. If that's at all possible. Well, in a way, they made that happen. Talk singing. That's a new word. Talk singing. It's where you're supposed to be singing a song, but it sounds like you're talking. So, put that image in your head. And imagine the guy playing Scar doing Be Prepared in that way. And you got a picture of pretty much what happened. There was no scene of Rafiki clunking Simba on the head with a stick and saying it's in the past. And Simba saying, but it still hurts. Nope. Let's just skip that and let's just jump right into Simba seeing a cloud. No Mufasa. There was a voice. There was clouds. There was a voice. There was a thunderstorm. No Mufasa. The closest thing we got to see in that scene where Simba sees Mufasa in the sky of Mufasa is when he looked at the reflection in the water and that was about it. Other than that, we got a goose egg. We got just a fucking cloud floating in the air with the voice of James Earl Jones. That's it. You didn't get nothing else. Just a cloud and James Earl Jones' voice playing Mufasa. That's it. Again, you didn't get nothing else, so they fucked you right there. They fucked you on the scene where Simba Kong where Rafiki Kong Simba Simba takes a stick from him. They fucked you right there. They fucked over the part where Nala meets Simba and where they didn't recognize each other. Nope. Just to have it go straight to Simba saying Nala and Nala saying Simba. Like they were only separated for like two minutes. And they rejoined one another as older lions. If that's at all possible. Timon and Pumbaa did the voice actors, which Seth Rogen for Pumbaa did excellent. The guy for Timon did excellent. Their songs felt rushed, but at least they got the songs right. You could tell Seth Rogen and whoever played Timon were into it. Everything else was glossed over and rushed. Oh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. They even cut out the part where Timon dresses up in a hula skirt and starts dancing for the lions. They cut that out. They cut out the scene where Zazu is singing about the lovely coconuts. They 
did a lot of damage to the movie. They butchered it. It should have been perfect. I mean, Disney had so much to fucking work with, and they fucking ruined it. I mean, they fucking butchered a classic. The sad part about it is, people are gonna see this shit. Their kids are gonna see this shit and applaud Disney for it and ask for more. This shit got me worried about any other live-action film that Disney's gonna make from this point on because they fucked it up and they fucked it up bad. I mean bad. The only parts that were there that felt like the Lion King is when the hyenas killed Scar, which if you've seen the Lion King, you know that wasn't there. I did like that they went more in depth with Simba battling the hyenas and Nala battling the hyenas. I did like that. I did like that they showed they went more in depth with Simba battling Scar. I thought that was cool. I did like that they added at the ending of the film when they're holding up Simba's daughter that Pumbaa had kids as well as Simba. I thought that was cool. Other than that, if I'm going to be honest with you guys, this film is trash. It's a dumpster fire and a train wreck. You're better off watching Crawl. Crawl, I enjoyed. And you know what? Crawl should have been what The Lion King turned out to be. Crawl should have been a dumpster fire of a film. But no. Crawl was the better film. Lion King was a dumpster fire. Lion King. And yes, you're hearing those words from my mouth. Lion King was a dumpster fire of a film. It was terrible. And I never thought in a million years, and I'm the biggest, biggest Lion King fan, that I would say that, or that those words would come out of my fucking mouth. But they are. That film was trash. It was garbage. Sorry. That film was garbage. I don't know how else to describe it to you. It's like an executive head at Disney had an idea. And they went to the people who make the films, the directors, the writers, EX, and told them, this is my vision for the Lion King. And somebody got a hold of the, got a hold of what they wrote and said did a little checklist a little scribbling if you would let's take this out let's take that out let's pull this let's pull that i don't think that's gonna fit this ain't gonna work you can do better than that oh okay now this now the script's perfect Let's suck out all the enjoyment and all the fun of the original film. And let's 
just leave all the rest of the garbage in. It's like, the best way to put this, the desolation of smog without the desolation of smog. If that gives you more or less a visual of what I'm talking about. Let me explain. It's like you walk into a desolation of smog. So I love that movie. And you, you go in, half caught, expecting to see smog get desolated. Alright? You following me? But what you get is the end product you get is smog sitting around a table with the hobbits and dwarves smoking a stogie talking about what they did in the past. Picking up what I'm putting down so far. Yeah. That's what you got with the Lion King. If that analogy I just threw out there makes any sense to you, visualize that but with the Lion King. And you'll then you'll realize how terrible the Lion King was. And I'm not a spoiled person. I'm not someone that you can accuse that I'm picky of what I like and I don't know good films when I see them. Not true. Not true. There's plenty of great films I love. I love. You know what? I'll go there. I like Hairspray. I like Dirty Dancing. I like Footloose. I didn't mind Flashdance. I don't mind the Step Up movies. All of them. They're not all they're not the best films out there, but I enjoyed the step up movies. I've seen Stomp the Yard. I like Biker Boys. I like You Got Served. And the list goes on. You know the type of person, more or less, by the films I just threw out that I am. I'll go as far you wouldn't call me the angry movie reviewer. And my hashtag wouldn't be, I sit through shit so you don't have to for, uh, for nothing. I honestly do sit through shit so you don't have to. I mean, how many of you all, show of hands, you know, in the comments section, how many of you all actually sat through Gemini Holograms just so that way you can review it for your friends and warn your friends not to go to it? Be honest. How many of you all have Gem and the Holograms in your collection? Just for that reason. To warn people not to watch it. And I mean, let's be real. I think I'm the only person in America who has the only copy of Gem and the Holograms on DVD. If we're being honest, I think I'm the only person that has it. If I'm being honest, I don't think anybody went out and bought Gem and the Holograms. I really don't. 
I don't think anybody went out and bought Jimmy the holograms. I think the only people who went out and bought Jimmy the holograms were the people that didn't know what they were getting into. That really went in blind. That really did a blind buy. They heard of the cartoon. They saw the title. And they figured, what the fuck? They made a movie uh, about Gem and the Holograms. How bad could it be? I think I'll buy it and check it out. And then what they got was a piece of shit wrapped in a nice bow on a stick. If I'm being honest. I think that's what happened with Gem and the Holograms. Same thing with Jupiter Ascending. Now, Jupiter Ascending, I'll give the Wachowskis that. They made a visually fucking stunning film that I enjoyed. Not too many people liked it. But for me, it's a guilty pleasure that I whip out every now and again. And I will openly admit, because I'm not ashamed to, that I watch. Stardust was another one. I know some people liked it, other people hated it. I'm one of the minorities that did enjoy it. I didn't find nothing wrong with it. I thought them casting Michelle Pfeiffer was fantastic. Robert De Niro was fantastic. I didn't find nothing wrong with the film. I thoroughly enjoy it and I own it. After Earth, I hate Jaden Smith with a passion. I can't stand him. I think his acting fucking sucks. I did like him in the Kung Fu Kid, though. And I did like his interaction with Jackie Chan, if I'm gonna be honest. Other than that, I hated the fucking dude. Now, this is gonna hurt my stomach. It really is, and it's gonna fucking hurt me admitting this. But After Earth was a better film than The Lion King. And that should say something to you. When a guy like myself who sits through shit so you don't have to openly admits After Earth was a better film than The Lion King, you know something's wrong. I'll go there. And that's because it's been rated one of the worst films of all times. And I don't think anybody actually owns it. Battlefield Earth. And these guys were fucking Klingons. With stilettos. Was a better film. Than. The Lion King live action. The Book of Mormon movie. Was a better movie. Than the Lion King live action. You know what? And that's because I hate Kellen Lutz. But the legend of her unis was a better movie than the Lion King live action. And I'll go there. Gods of Egypt was a better movie than the Lion King live action. And I know many of you all automatically hate Gods of Egypt. I didn't hate it. 
again, that's in my guilty pleasures category. I like it for a different reason. I didn't really find nothing wrong with it. Could have been so much better, and it could have been a stronger film, I'll admit that. But guilty pleasure-wise, I find enjoyment in it. It's something that I thoroughly enjoy. Now, back to the Lion King live action. I'm going to be honest with you right here. I'm going to go out and on them here. I give this film a D+. I give it a D plus because even though it's such a travesty and such garbage, they did leave in a few scenes that were straight out of the original that I did enjoy. One Rafiki doing karate with that stick, whooping the hyena ass, and two with Timon and, with Timon and Pumbaa basically. Any scene with Timon and Puma in it. Other than that, skip it. Do yourself a favor and don't give Disney your money anymore until they get better at what they're doing. But that's why I sit through shit so you don't have to. So that way you don't have to make your eyes bleed. But. I'm me, you're you, and this has been the My Movie Madness Podcast. I'm out.